the Never Gets Old podcast, the podcast of all we love in TV, movies, music, and comics, with your hosts, Mac Jackson and Nick Nero. Look for us on YouTube and Facebook. Hello and welcome everybody to the Never Gets Old podcast. I'm Nick Nero. And I'm Mac Jackson. Um, before we get chatting like we do, I want to read some of our feedback that we got uh, this past week. Let me see. Brianna, I want to see. It's going to be a, a wider range. Some of it's about the Bieber podcast. Some of it was about Affleck. Uh, Brianna says about Affleck, hmm... Wouldn't have been my first choice, but I'll definitely watch it. Not sure how, who I'd pick for a first choice either. Just thought he was a random one. So that was her response. Okay. Uh, John Webster, who who we were talking about on the last podcast. Yep. I, <laughs> I sent him the, the podcast about Bieber since we mentioned him. And right. He said, with Affleck as Batman, why not? Maybe Miley Cyrus as Catwoman. So, uh, well, I, not Catwoman. Go ahead. But we talked about we talked about her being Harley Quinn, and I I could see it. Yeah. Well, I think he was joking. I said, "I'm sure you're joking," and then I put dot dot dot. Please be joking. Joking. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. It's funny. We got a lot of responses. Well, it's a it's a hot topic apparently. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and, and just for everybody who's listening, we were right. Thank God the Bieber thing was just a rumor. Right, yeah, it was a joke. Um, I told you, they don't, I mean, they, I don't even think they have a full script yet. I think they're still working on it, you know? Yeah. Not to say they're not sending it to people, I'm sure, whatever they have, but, like, no. He's not. No. He would never be. Uh, let's see, Jen said, I don't really know or have much to base an opinion on... He kind of fits the role, though. I think that was her thought on Affleck. Right, yeah. So let's see what else we got here. Oh, Norm, Norm Breifogel, who, uh, whose art I adore. He's one of my favorite Batman artists of all time. Uh, he responded. He said, it's just a stupid rumor. So he, he was apparently not too thrilled about the news either. Yeah. Um, it's funny, though, uh, because... Uh, when it happened, the the day that I, either the day that it happened or the day after it happened, um, when I was scrolling through Twitter, seeing people's responses about the Affleck thing, not Bieber, I could care less about that. I know it's not real, so. Um, but but the the Affleck thing, uh, Brian Bendis commented about it, and he was like, for anybody who's like up in arms about it, or even wondering why Ben Affleck would agree to do it. He's, he said, uh, he's like, my 10-year-old son just came up to me and said, who's Ben Affleck? So that means, you know, it's there's a whole generation of kids and probably even middle middle teenagers, like 15 and whatever, that don't even know who he is, really, you know? They have no clue. And him being Batman is going to probably, you know, reintroduce him or introduce him to uh, a newer generation. So, there's that, and I mean, that's the audience, really, for this type of movie, is going to be teens and, and kids. I'm not, not to say they're going to make it a kiddie movie, but it's not going to be the Dark Knight trilogy, you know? It's going to be a much broader um, interpretation, uh, I'm assuming. So, that's, that's just... Uh, that's what they're going to go for. And, and Affleck might make a lot of adults angry for whatever reason. Um, but chances are uh, a ton of kids are going to want to go see Batman Superman, and it's going to make a ton of money either way. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. This is a good response. I think you'll appreciate this. <clears throat> Tanya, who I know through the Stargate conventions, she said, I have friends who act 
who I'm sorry, I have friends who are going through training and professional acting school to be part of the film industry. Bieber cannot act. He can barely sing, in my opinion. And I find it kind of insulting that just because he's popular, he may be a star in a film. So just because this kid made some songs, he automatically understands the psychology of acting? Some people are natural talents and don't need all the training. But I doubt that that's the case here. Seriously, acting is an art form. I wish it were more appreciated as such. So, I so, agree. Yeah, I agree. I figured you'd get a kick out of that one. I'm like, oh, well said. I think you even responded to her. I said, now that's the type of response I'm looking for. Looking for. It, the thing about it is um, that with uh, as far as acting goes, and I know I've touched a little bit uh, on it in other podcasts and stuff, but um, with acting, um, especially in film, for the most part, uh, a film is is a director's medium. Um, you can get really lucky and pull performances from out of nowhere uh, from an actor and make the film still passable or good. Um, you just have to do a ton of takes, which is why you know most movies take a long, long time to do. Um, I mean. I shouldn't say it's it's always the case because it's not always the case. Um, there are a lot of films out there, especially now, that are very actor and performance oriented, um, and you can tell like they're they're made like for example, I just saw I just saw Don John on Friday night, which was really really good. I don't think it would be your cup of tea, but it was very very good, um, and that you know. Joseph Gordon-Levitt wrote and directed and starred in it, so he's coming at it from the, the point of view of an actor more so than anything else. And same with, with Affleck's stuff. I mean, he's an actor first and foremost and just so happened to be a very good director as well and writer. Um, but they're both also really, really smart guys, so uh, that helps. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, for the... Especially when it's going to come to Batman Superman, as much as we are hoping for, like, really well-done powerhouse performances, overall, it's going to be a, a popcorn, you know, summer blockbuster flick. It's It'll have good acting, I have faith in the actors in it, but it's going to be a special effects, you know, fight fest. Uh by the way, don't mind all the traffic. I'm I'm outside. Everybody <laughs> on my phone again, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's really what it's gonna be. It, and I like I said, Bieber will never be Robin. I'm not concerned about that. But if even if he were to be, they would somehow pull uh, a passable performance out of him, and it's not. That's not gonna be the issue really. Um, and just by nature of it, like like I said, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a director movie more so than an actor movie. So, I uh, you know I, I do like the idea though of having Robin in it somehow. Oh, yeah. Like even if if it's just showing him in the Batcave while Batman's doing his investigation, you know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, like I said, we don't even know how much Batman is actually gonna be in the movie. I I would assume quite a bit since he's in the title of the movie but and yeah I mean if he's if they're doing Batman further along in life then there should be a Robin there they it would it would be wrong for there not to be you know if they're going with an older Batman like if they're they're gonna play uh to Affleck's actual age, which is like 40-ish, or what is he, like very early 40s? I know he's definitely not still 30, but he's probably like mid to early 40s, right? I think so. Something like that. Then he should have already, he should already have Nightwing and the next Robin. You know, it should be Dick Grayson, Nightwing, Tim Drake, Robin. I don't know, I see, the way they said it, they said he's supposed to be already 
I guess the point that they were trying to make was that it, this is not Batman's first day out in the field. It's supposed to be he's been around for a while. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, if he, when did I don't know personally because I, I'm never I never actually looked at it, but you probably do. Um, how old was Bruce when he started being Batman? Was uh, he, he was supposed to be mid twenties. Yeah, at the latest, at the very latest, mid twenties. Okay. Because I, I figure his parents were killed when he was eight. Right. Spent ten years or so training. So you say around twenty is when he came back to Gotham. And right. then <clears throat> sometime after that is when he worked out the kinks on being Batman. So, right. Yeah. So if if that's the case and he's forty ish now, so he's he he should have been Batman for almost two decades at this point. So uh, like I said, I mean at the very very least maybe dick Grayson rock but i would think that that would be i think i think it should be further along than that if he's going to be 40 ish you know yeah well That's I, just they'll probably play point. him as as early to mid 30s i would say right yeah but well, uh, early to mid 30s i don't think so i, I again I who knows we got we have tv shows where People in their 30s are playing teenagers. So no, I know, I, I I understand that, but I don't I don't think that's where they're going. Just from hearing Affleck talk about it on what was he on Conan or no, he was on Jimmy Fallon, right? Yeah, that, yeah. Um, I actually had just watched that video right before you posted it to my, <laughs> to my page. Um, so, but the way I mean, the way even he described it was like they are playing it more to his age. Um, so I would think mid to late 30s, if not 40. Right. Exactly. Right. So but I guess the point is he's been Batman for a long time now. Right. And um, at least at least 10 years, if not more. Um, so he should have a Robin under his belt. At this yeah. Point. yeah. The only thing I worry about is I hope they don't try and quote unquote age him too much because... You know, then that means you're going to have to swap out actors sooner than you planned. Right, right. And, nah, I, I have a feeling they'll they'll do it in a smart way. Hopefully. I mean, I you know, mm-hmm. I keep saying that, but we both know how DC handles things, so. <laughs> Unless they're going to do, like, you know, this Batman-Superman flick and then have some of the movies go forward and then if Batman has some other movies, it's like pre-Batman-Superman and whatever else, but, like, jump back and forth. Right. But, I mean, this is, we're thinking way, way further ahead. Than... <laughs> it's funny, too, because I was thinking, you know what, as much as we're discussing the minor details, I am so thankful that we live in a world where this is actually going to happen. Yeah. You know, like, like think about this. Ten years ago, people would have laughed at us if we said there was going to be a Batman-Superman movie. Right, right. Yeah. Um, let me see what else we got. Okay, so Jeff <clears throat> commented on a couple things. He says, can't remember the source, but I believe the Bieber thing is part of an upcoming Funnier Die skit. Uh, Batman's weakness, at least in the Nolan verse, is apparently brunettes. So, ha <laughs> Um, as for Iron Man versus Batman, I'm sure Batman would have used Wayne Enterprise Applied Science Division to develop an EMP-style device to short out the arc reactor. So that was his two cents. Okay. And like I said about the Iron Man-Batman thing, they they both have their own thing. So it, it like it depends on who's writing it. I guess that's it. Are they gonna be? Are they gonna make Tony not have thought of that, or make Bruce just super, super smart? I don't know. Whatever. All right. Sure. It, like I said, depends on who's writing it. I have no. I, I don't really have an opinion either way. I guess. Uh, let's see what's next. We have. Uh, yeah. That somebody else, Nathan, had said about it being a gag on Funny or Die or College Humor or something. Uh, for the Bieber thing. Right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and then Tony, uh, Brookshire, he's a big Batman fan. He said that it was confirmed that it was just a rumor. Ha! Was his response. 
A lot of this is gonna be that type of thing. Oh, here you go. Beaver might might be. This is base. So a guy named Base said Beaver might be a good Scarface for the ventriloquist, despite him being my favorite singer ever, which I take as sarcasm. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Comic Book Utopia, uh, who's been very supportive of us, I gotta say. Uh, we never believed it to be true. It's way too ridiculous, they said. And then... Two seconds here. They said something else. Uh, oh, as far as the Affleck thing, Comic Book Utopia also said... We're okay with it. We we prefer an unknown. So that was their thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean that again would have been if it, I I I've said I I mean it's pretty clear that I'm I'm content to happy with the Affleck thing, but that's what I was expecting. It wasn't unknown, you know. Not even not even somebody that was only kind of known. Like uh, I heard. Um, What's his name from The Hobbit? Richard Armitage was was uh, was rumored, and there were a couple other dudes that were not you know, like um, what's his name from um, from uh, he's in Star Trek and he was in Lord of the Rings. Uh, what the heck was his name? I don't know. Uh, you know, he was in the Dread movie. He was. What you was, didn't say. No, but, um, shoot, uh, Carl Urban, I ah. heard, you know what I mean, but, and he's not a huge name, but he's still, you know, maybe a B-list actor or whatever, I was thinking, like, you know, completely off the charts, somebody, like, you never even heard of before, right? type of guy, um, but, you know, they, they, they wanted the publicity from it. They picked a, a good actor for it, so it is what it is. You're not gonna, nothing's gonna change about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> our friend uh, Dawn, who is the comic book artist uh, for Sonic. Okay. She's she got all fired up. She says, "I think the people hiring Bieber for this, for his bullcrap, brainless fan base, need to consider what an a-hole he is." to that same fanboys before offering him more movie contracts. I, I think she didn't know it was a rumor. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but I appreciate the uh, the passion. Yeah. Uh, so that's the end of the responses we've gotten so far. Okay. Uh, but yeah, thank, thanks it's to everybody for, for giving us your thoughts. Um... Let's see. What else? What else? What else? Oh, you know what I wanted to tell you? I'm going to get a kick out of this. <clears throat> um, a couple weeks ago, I had people coming to me and saying, Hey, you have a gig coming up, right? And I said, No, no. And then somebody else was like, No, we're going to come hear you on Sunday. I said, Great, I'm going to be sitting in my living room watching TV, but why? What are you talking about? And they go, No, seriously, WNEP is doing a commercial where they mention Harmony Constant. So, <laughs> it, now I'm like, what? So they, they, they send me to their website, and I post it on the, uh, our Facebook page, the Harmony Constant Facebook page, for those who want to check it out. And what they end up doing is, they're talking about, there was a gig that we had played last year at um, a big festival, and it really went over really well. They had a sound system set up all through. No matter where you were in this festival, you could hear us. Okay. So <clears throat> somebody else is now in charge of picking the entertainment. So they apparently they had called somebody else, which is fine. Uh, but whoever was in charge of doing the commercial, I don't know if they grabbed information from last year or what, but they had them read... Okay, on Saturday we have such and such band, and don't forget to come out for our chili barbecue. And Sunday we have Harmony Constant. Well, we're not playing. We didn't play then. So we got free publicity for a gig we didn't end up doing. <laughs> and what happened was, like, I'm thinking, okay, what if 
what if they are expecting us? And this is say on a Thursday, so Sunday they're expecting us. If they're not, if they weren't ready for us, or if they're expecting us and I don't know about it, like whoever made this mistake, what if they actually are expecting us to show up? So I'm running around trying to find out: Do you actually need us? Because if you do, I have to pack the car. I have to call, you know, Sean, who's our banjo player. Got to get him ready. And in the end, I mean, it, it turned out it was a mistake and they didn't need us after all. But, yeah, for a couple weeks there, we had a commercial that we didn't even need. <laughs> it's pretty cool. If you remember, check it out. It's on the, it's on our Facebook page. Okay. Because Cindy and I watched it together and we looked at each other like, did you get the phone call? <laughs> no, I didn't get the phone call. And uh, last weekend we had our 20-year high school reunion. Oh, yeah, you were, you were saying. I wanted to tell you about that. That went over really, really well. Um, it was nice. Everybody was nice. Nobody came up drunk to anybody and said, you know what I always hated about you? You know, I thought for sure there would be a couple uncomfortable moments there for people. Uh, but everybody was very, you know, loving and kind and happy to see each other and uh, one of the funny things that happened, I think you'll appreciate this. Our friend Melissa and uh, was showing up with our friend Bridie. Well, she had already warned me that she was going to be quote-unquote fashionably late. They were showing up together. Okay. <clears throat> well, the rest of us are sitting around, shooting the bull, catching up, talking about random stuff. And we got into a conversation about bacon. Now, being a food lover such as yourself, you understand the power of bacon. I do. Yes. Well, Cindy says to me, you know what you should do? Because at the same time, we're saying, where's Melissa? Where's Melissa? She says, you should text Melissa and tell her she has to bring bacon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went, all righty, I'll call that bluff. So I start texting, we need you to bring the bacon. Now, I run up to the people that, that are uh, welcoming people as they come in, telling them, here's the deal. We told Melissa to bring bacon. So she writes back, I'm not bringing bacon. Now, she knows, obviously, it's a joke. This became such... Such... It, it, it rolled out of control to such a great degree. I, I'm very proud of this, I have to say. Because... <laughs> I had them I had people who had never texted her before haven't seen her in 20 years they're all texting her so you're bringing the bacon right <laughs> hey Melissa what kind of bacon are you bringing Melissa the crowd's getting angry we really need you to bring that bacon so much <laughs> that picture she just keeps getting all these, these text messages about bacon <laughs> Now, <clears throat> what I didn't understand was this had grown beyond what I planned on because people who weren't even part of the initial conversation are now, I can hear them talking amongst themselves. So are we getting bacon? I know we're, I know there's going to be clams, but from what I understand, there's also going to be bacon. Oh, man, I love bacon. I swear to God, I didn't, I didn't talk to them at all. They just overheard the conversation, and everybody was expecting bacon. It was great because then Melissa goes, she's telling people, stop it, I'm not bringing it. And then after a couple minutes, she starts texting, dot, dot, dot. How much do you need? <laughs> she actually sent Bridie into the grocery store at the bottom of the hill. Here she is walking to the back of the store looking for bacon. <laughs> they posted on the, on the, on the reunion page, the, you know, the, the theme of this reunion is bacon brings us together. And what happened was they show up because I said, just one package. Everybody's like, you're terrible. How could you do that? I said, what? They'll cook it up in the back. We'll all have our bacon and people will be happy. Well, one of them, uh, somebody had written back, no, you don't have to really bring it. It, it, was supposed to, it was just a joke. And they show up without it. So this, this whole bacon thing became such a thing that when she didn't show up without the bacon, 
I turned around. I said, everybody, there's no bacon. The whole place went, ah. There were people that actually got ticked that there was no bacon. I'm, I, I'm so proud. That, that, that went so beyond anything that I was expecting. You know, I thought it was just like a funny little joke. But to have people actually for the rest of the night, there's a picture of, of the, one of the guys I was talking to who put a sticker. You know how you have to put your name so people remember who the heck you are? Yeah. He put used bacon on, on his sticker. <laughs> he, it was so funny. Just for the rest of the night. As a matter of fact, later on, I guess for dinner, one of the things you could have had was burgers. I, right. said, I said to somebody, you know it would have gone good on that burger? And they're like, yep, yep, bacon. Oh, it was great. But uh, a lot of people said a lot of nice things. Uh, Melanie, who I'm sure is listening now, she came up to me and said that she listens to every episode and she really likes it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. So thank you, Melanie. Very sweet of her to say. And it was funny, too, because whoever we were talking with said, oh, what's your, podca <coughs> what's your podcast about? And she goes, uh, everything. I mean, it was, it was really cool to have people be enthusiastic about either my music or this podcast all on their own. Like, I never fished for a compliment. Right, right. You know, but to have like you know old classmates come up and say, "Oh, I like your I like your stuff," or you know, in this case, I like your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sweet. <clears throat> it's cool. Yeah. Um, what else? There's other stuff I couldn't wait to tell you. Oh, ready to ready to be pretty proud of me? Sure. Okay. I have watched three episodes of Breaking Bad. Oh, what the first three? Yep. Obviously, the first three. <laughs> Okay, and what do you think? <laughs> I, I've been uh, fighting off a cold, so one night I'm upstairs, um, you know, just, there was nothing on. It was right before all the new shows started. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the new ones, but uh, I thought, you know what? I don't know, I'm kind of in the mood. Let me see Netflix. So I go to check out Netflix, and one of the things they suggest is, hey, you may like Breaking Bad. I thought, you know what? It's it's free. It's on Netflix. I can watch it whenever I want. I'll let's let's see. Well, let me dive in. So last night I watched the third episode. Uh, I, I watched the first two back to back. Right. Mm. It's um, it's good. It's intriguing. I want I do want to know what happens next. <laughs> That's how every episode is. You know, it's 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 also though a lot of what I I knew it would be where you're well, supposed yeah. to be you know rooting for the bad guy blah. and i did see somebody posted the scene you know i'm the guy i'm the man who knocks yeah i'm the one who knocks i'm the danger yeah i've seen that that one scene where he's talking to his wife it's a great scene oh it's yeah well it shows just how he went and that at that point he still didn't even go that far off the deep end yet it's you know, one of the things about the show is that um, the writer Vince Gilligan, it, it, like he doesn't, he doesn't want you to root for Walt. You know, it's not that's not what it's about, um, and he keeps making him do these things in the show, and and it's kind of like, oh, do you, do you still like him now? Do you still like him now? Do you still like him now? Like, and that's really what it is. But you you tend to like. Uh, associate more with the the people around Walt as opposed to Walt himself even though he is the he's the pro protagonist but also the antagonist if that makes any sense oh yeah 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 so um and there are other i don't know I, that, the thing that i love about it though is it's so, so shades of gray like the the entire time you know it's never it's never a hundred percent clear um, what's going to happen, or or who's right and who's wrong, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, Walt is clearly wrong in a lot of stuff. There's there's a lot of clear wrongs too, but sure. Um, it's just a yeah, it's a really well written show. It's so and tonight's the last episode, and we're all getting together and. We're going to strap ourselves in for what is certain to be a 
a wild ride. I'll be dying to hear your thoughts on it afterwards. Yeah. I, uh, I'm dying to tell my thoughts about it. You what? Like last, week was, uh, last week was Dexter's final episode. And some a-hole on the radio ruined the ending. Yeah, well, you know what? It the weird thing about it is it was so anticlimactic that you could still watch the whole show and it's not gonna affect the ending's not gonna affect anything really. Um, I mean, well, there's there's one huge thing, so I don't know what was ruined. What what was ruined? Uh, all right, spoiler for anybody who's listening. Um, what he said was he's like, oh, I hated it. I hated the ending. It was terrible. Uh, the sister dies, and he gives up the kid and becomes a lumberjack. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what happens. Um, well, the, the, well, here's the thing. Him giving up his kid and whatever, running away, uh, it's not a huge spoiler, necessarily. But saying about his sister dying, that's a, that's a pretty big thing. Um, but I, I mean, I would still suggest watching it. It's just... Oh yeah, no, I'll still watch it and I'll still love it, I'm sure. It's, it's, it's like knowing the last episode of Lost. You still, It's the journey that really matters. Right, exactly. But the thing is... Here's how I say about it. I'm upset about the ending, not necessarily because I thought it was bad. I, it, it's not that. It, it ended appropriately as far as how I felt uh, the story needed to end. Like, not... It couldn't just end with Dexter just getting away with everything, regardless of his motives. Um, you know, he, they can't just wrap it up in a nice, neat little bow and say, all is well and good in the world and everything's fine. Like, that would have been dishonest to the story. Sure. Uh, it just didn't end in the way I would have ended it, so that's where I'm upset, you know, in a selfish more way, uh, more so than, like, I think they did a bad job. Um, right. Like, I, I would have... My thing was I, I thought Dexter should have died. That's what I thought, because... Because then you know it's done. You know, it's over. <laughs> it can't possibly... They can't just come back and be like, well, here's a Dexter movie, or here's maybe we'll do in one more season, like in a couple of years or something like that, like where it could possibly do that now. Um, but it still ended somewhat tragically, and that that I feel is fitting for the story. Um, and I'm sure I'll, as I think about it more, um, I'll like it more. The the other thing that that sucks is that people who watch Dexter are more than likely watching Breaking Bad, and Breaking Bad is just on another level um, that I don't think Dexter's getting a fair break uh, because of it. I'm, I'm sure, even for me, I'm not. I'm probably not giving it its, its just dues um, in comparison to Breaking Bad, so um, that, that, might have a, that might have something to do with it as well. Yeah. It felt. The other thing is, it felt rushed. The last episode felt rushed. It, it should have been longer. Like uh, the Breaking Bad episodes are, are seventy five minutes. Like there's an extra fifteen minutes, um, or even maybe more. I think they're like fifty instead. You know, an hour long TV show is like forty five to fifty minutes, really. Right. But Breaking Bad has been seventy five. Last week and this week, so, and Dexter also should have been a little longer, but it felt so rushed. Um, and when you finally get to the end, you'll you'll see what I mean. Sure. Or maybe it won't feel rushed if you're watching them concurrently. You know, on a week-by-week -week basis, the final episode felt rushed, but I don't know if I'll feel differently about that if I were to watch a season, this past season, all the way through. Well, uh, it was funny, too, because um, <clears throat> that the guy, the guy on the radio he was just he's the he was the uh engineer producer at wilk and he's okay. like i don't care if i'm ruining this for That's people, for people too. i'm ticked and ruins it and says his problem was that it was rushed too and that yeah it, it felt too fast it felt like 
too much had to happen and they didn't give enough time to any thing. Um, especially a lot of the, the I, I don't want to say they're minor characters, they're still major characters that have been there throughout. Um, there are some that you just never see from uh, again. There's a, you know, you just, there were a lot of storylines that were started and like sub plots and, and things here and there that just got nothing, you know, in that final episode. There, there's no, like, you don't have to, they wouldn't have had to tie it up or anything, but why even devote the time to it in the final season if you weren't going to let it play out a little bit, you know? Like, um, or at least give it, give those a little bit of closure. Um, it just, uh, there's a lot of stuff that didn't, it wasn't tidy, um, in a in a good or bad way. You know, just that's. You know, it wasn't the Sopranos ending either. You were don't stop cut. You know, like that. That's one thing, and this was kind of like, well, here you go. Here's an ending. That's that's almost what it was. Well, somebody at work told me without getting into the details. They said, you know, it kind of there is a deeper meaning to, on some level because he's supposed to be a sociopath, and in that last season, it looks like he's not anymore because he starts caring about other people as opposed to just, you know, himself. Right. Like even just giving up his son, I guess she said that was, you know. Well, I mean, Dexter is always. The character, not the show, um, has always cared on some level about more than just himself. He's not a regular psychopath or yeah, so feedback. What's that? There's feedback. Oh, I'm sorry. There you Is go. Better? Yeah. Okay, I might have just had my hand somewhere. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's never been a regular psychopath or sociopath. He's he's always had. A glimmer of of caring here and there, um, and that's I mean that's part of his journey, as far as we see um, on the show is him coming to terms with that his life is not as horrible as he thinks or was told it will be. You know that's he's capable of it, but he's also his own. You know he's the one holding himself back as well. Right. Um, it's a lot of, of mind stuff, and uh, like again, a lot of that gets touched on in this season. Um, and then it's just like it's so it's just too it was too random um, of, of things to happen and, and plots to let go of with no uh, you know sort of explanation and stuff. It, it was just. It was. I, I feel like it was. It was kind of like most of the people on the show or working on the show didn't really want to end it, but most of the cast probably said, "Well, we're done, so just do something." And they're like, "Fine, here, whatever. I don't even care anymore." <laughs> that's, and that's just how they put it out there. So, who knows? Um, it I'd doesn't, it doesn't ruin the journey, huh? A director's cut. No, because it's you know, there's a lot of good character work done up until. The final episode, really. I mean, there's even even this season was was pretty solid as far as character work goes, and I I would be hard pressed to allow one episode to to ruin the rest of the story, right? Um, which I thought was very good, you know, overall. Um, so there's that. But anyway, back to Breaking Bad. What happens on the third episode? This show is so immense. Sure, sure, sure. That I don't even remember. Uh, I mean, I, I remember stuff, but so loosely that. Sure, no, no, I got you. Um, let's see. Third episode, they're still holding the guy in the basement. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's still feeding even, them. And... You didn't even get on the crazy train then yet. No. You're not even. No, well, they. I just read something on. I think it was. CBR where they were saying, you know, here's the the bad, his worst enemies, blah, blah, blah. And number one was this guy because it was the first person that he kills. Yeah. Spoiler, by the way, for anybody. 
But um, <laughs> at the end of this episode, and thank God they didn't have us waiting any longer because he's going down there, he's feeding them. In this third episode, he's cutting the crust off the bread for the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, there's there's no way that this guy's going to just walk away. You're, right. You know, you're done. The moment you decided to get involved with a moron drug dealer, who his partner, just from these three episodes, you could tell he's going to be his downfall. Because this guy, not only is he arrogant, but he's an idiot. You know, you know more than I do, which I could see by the way you're smirking that. I'm not far off. <laughs> well, it's, again, it's so back and forth different. You're, you're, uh, you're just going to have to watch. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I, all I could say is uh, nothing. No, you know, I could say nothing. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'll keep you apprised as I... As I go along, because in the end, when he does kill this guy, you're like, you know what? He was gonna let you go, and then you kept a piece of the uh, the broken plate. Oh, did he? Did he see you? Yeah, I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it was adorable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, so he's gonna let the guy go, and you know, the the guy has a, a shard of the plate. Right. Which I thought so, too. Like, oh, wait, you were unconscious for 10, 15 minutes. Don't tell me that guy just let sat there and, and didn't try to get out. Oh, yeah, of course. You know. Yeah. But uh, what else? What else? Oh, um, what was I going to ask you? Have, what have you been reading? Have you read any of the Villains Month? No, none. None whatsoever? No, I'll tell I mean, pretty much the reason why I haven't is because... Um, I'm trying to only buy stuff I really want because I'm like, uh, I'm trying to conserve my money for Disney. Oh, right, right, right. Which I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I have money. I just want to, you know, go there with more than I need. No, uh, and then when I come back, I can, I can see what I've got left, but. That's that's where I'm at. I've been reading a lot of them. The uh, the Clayface one is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, just to keep like you apprised of what's worth it and what necessarily isn't. Um, Clayface, the Riddler one was good. The Joker one wasn't. The Joker was just a, a mess. It had nothing to do with him. It had to do with him stealing a baby monkey from a zoo and, and raising it to be a bad guy. Like, it was stupid. <laughs> You know, it was a waste of a possibly good story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what my week of reading has been, because it has been Villains Month, so I just went in there and went boom, 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 boom. I want that one, I want that one, I want that one. You know, I have a few to go still. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I like a lot of the DC villains. I mean, mostly Batman villains more than anything. Um, but I feel like I don't need an individual issue on them uh because they're handled so well in the bat books usually uh like they just did the whole mad hatter like sort of backstory in i thought was really good yeah it was it was awesome um clayface is just like the main villain in what the dark knight or or just batman whichever Uh, one it was the follow-up after mad hatter okay so there's that and and again like they handle the villains in his books well enough that that I, I don't need like one-off issues here or there of them. Um, what I, w- I would love for them to do a villains month in Marvel though because I love a lot of the Marvel villains um, and uh, like <sighs> for example, uh, I mean I'd love to I'd love to have like a you know a Doctor Doom book or a um, any one of the Spider Villains book, although I know they have like that that one that's running now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superior Foes of Spider Man or something like that. Yeah, I should check that out. Yeah, let oh, me know. I heard it wasn't that good, but hmm. I've heard mixed things. How how are you liking Superior Spider Man still? I still love it. I mean, it's it's really. I mean. Uh, <sighs> 
it's not that I, I love the the idea that like uh, Otto Octavius is, is uh, you know in Peter's body or whatever um, that's whatever that's fine but it's what it is is really how like I said from the start it's we're seeing how Peter's story could have gone um, had he not been raised the way he was uh, you know it really was like they're two sides of the, of the same coin um, uh-huh. and I, I like seeing that because I like seeing this interaction I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop but he keeps kind of getting out of it kind of getting out of it but I mean people are there are some people who are on to him um, and it's just very well done plus they've got spider-man 2099 now they just had like um how was that by the way it well it's still going on but it's pretty cool it's it's pretty interesting um i think dan slot is a is a really solid storyteller he comes up with good good things um but yeah i mean overall i'm really enjoying it i know it's not permanent so i mean there's there's no reason to harp on that um and and when once it's all said and done there's going to be this big mess for Peter to clean up. Like that's, it's put, it's, it's a, it's a way to put Peter, you know, back without just setting him back be, you know, because of some whatever deal with the devil or some stupid (laughs) thing where time shifts or something like that, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's making him, his character will have to, will have, be set all the way back but it's still forward in time you know uh i don't know how i'm trying to explain this it sounds really dumb (laughs) as it's coming out of my mouth um he'll just when it when it is back to him he'll have a lot to answer for that he's not going to have the answers for um and i think it's a really interesting way to do it Uh so i am i'm enjoying it um because, you know, Otto is just a jerk. <laughs> and he still is? <laughs> of course, yeah. I mean, after he erased all of Peter's memories, he's like, he. there's nothing, nothing really keeping him... The only thing that's keeping him in check is the fact that he wears the Spider-Man costume. Hmm. That's really it. I mean, he's still doing some pretty... You know, it's it's what's funny about it is he's like... He's like Walter White. <laughs> Uh, this is the Walter White Spider-Man story, um, because he's like behind the scenes doing some some wicked and twisted things, um, but still out in the open being the hero, you know. Uh-huh. But he's like such an arrogant jerk of a hero too, that most of the other heroes that he interacts with are like, "What is your deal all of a sudden? Like, what is up with you?" and it's gonna be. It's gonna be good when when it finally comes to, comes down to people figuring it out. I hope so. I hope they don't waste an opportunity like they did with the whole Civil War thing. I don't think they will. Good, good. Because I, I that still burns me when I think about how good that was and to watch it just go away. I'm like, ah. Heck, they could like they could have changed the whole face of comics at that point. You know what I mean? To have that instead of it being just somebody with the secret identity and you know the cliche stuff, it could have been constantly on the run, still fighting with other heroes, all that type of stuff. Right. Um, <clears throat> did you see the video of the skins that they have for the uh, the new Batman game coming out? For Arkham Origins. Yeah. No, I didn't. There's two. One is the Azrael uh, outfit, the Dark Knight, you know, Nightfall or whatever. The blue and gray and yellowish yeah. stuff. <clears throat> Which, you know, looks cool, especially when it shows him in the dark, like walking in a shadow, his eyes glow. And the the, the gauntlets at certain parts, they, the lights come out. Yeah, yeah. But for the reason of this conversation, I have to say the coolest part is they have a skin of the Adam West Batman TV show. (laughs) 
but it's not... I hope you play Arkham Origins with only that. I would, and I would, and I'll tell you why. They make it look so freaking cool. If you go to our website, check it out. There's a trailer, because what they did was he's built like Batman. Right. So it's not Adam West with the beer gut and everything. <laughs> it's it's Batman muscular. with it, They even have him with like a 5 o'clock shadow. So it's showing him that they have the material flowing the right way with that uh, shiny cape. And he's still grappling people and jumping down and tackling them. Go ahead. No, it, it just that that's all. I, I just it's worth watching, and I couldn't believe how much I'm like, you know what? You won me over. I'm very much in favor of this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, they actually make Adam West Batman look cool. Yeah, that's cool. So if I do get it and I get that skin, I, I'm definitely going to use it. Well, it's cool. I played. Because I played Arkham City, but I didn't try any of the other costumes. I don't even know if I got them, to be honest with you. But I wanted to play with the animated series costume. I'm going to. When I, I bought it, I'm not there yet, but I do. I made sure that I do have that Batman. You know, that was one of the things. Yeah. Um, so there's two other Batman things for other people who don't know or might love Batman. Um, one is next month. They, McDonald's is having Batman toys uh, from the, the cartoon that's going on. I haven't watched a whole lot of the cartoon. I need to... Oh, you're going to love it. In it. But it'll be... I mean, there'll be a day where I'll be sitting around and go, oh, I have nothing to do. Let me put on the Batman show on demand or whatever, and I'll watch a whole bunch of them in a row, and that'll be good. It's a good, it's a good uh, story where it builds on itself, I'm happy to say. Those who watched the first episode and went, what? This is different. They're building it to such a wonderful degree that you're actually rooting for everybody involved. Good, and and that's what I like. I mean, if they're gonna make, if they're gonna start in a in a different place, and and build it to something that's more familiar and comfortable, I'm all in favor of that. They're doing the same thing with the Turtles cartoon. Oh, yep, love it. You know, like that with the Baxter Stockman thing. I just saw some uh, new art that shows that he's probably going to turn into the fly Baxter Stockman which is it's it's melding the the original comic vision of of Baxter Stockman with the car you know the the original cartoon version of Baxter Stockman yep um and that's between the comic and the show they're doing such a nice job of being completely different of course but also interweaving every little bit of turtles history in 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 a very organic way it's just a really smart thing to do and a really awesome way to handle it I'm, and i like it a lot because you can tell that the people who are involved with it love it you know and 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 you know there's a, it's not like they're they're handling it with kid gloves but they're just it's it's like you know uh, a chef putting all the right ingredients together in all the right and perfect ways uh-huh. um, is is how I feel about this the turtle stuff and, and some of the, the Batman, well, the, like the Batman cartoon, what I saw of it anyway. Um, that was really cool. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's funny too because I remember last year at, I guess it was Comic-Con, they had all the people, you know, this is just when the new turtle show was starting. And people were all thrilled about it. Yay, we saw the premiere and we love it. And they had said exactly that. What we're doing is, this is a love letter to the Turtles. We're taking the best out of everything we've ever seen and trying to make it all fit. If, right. You know, if we can make it work and it makes sense, we're going to use it. And Absolutely. It is the best version I've ever seen of any sort of Turtles thing. We just watched the other night the um, TMNT, the, the fourth movie, the animated thing. Yeah, Mikey had never seen it, so that was the fourth out of that batch of movies that we got, and it's fantastic. It's really well done, yeah. And it you could tell it's supposed to be connected to the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I before this new series came out, it was my favorite version until the series, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's a close second. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I'm all caught up. Like I said, I've watched all the episodes. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I love, it's funny because the, the two-part season finale I wanted to discuss with you because it's not a ha-ha funny episode. It's very 
action oriented. They don't have a lot of time to be hilarious. Right. Um, but, too, the stakes are too high. Right. And the reveal about uh, Splinter at the end of that, I guess we could probably say it. We don't need to be, be subtle. The fact that Karai is his daughter. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Holy yes. crap. I didn't see that coming. Did you? I, did, I didn't either. I think that, I mean, that's also much different than uh, than any other um, turtle continuity, so. Oh, that was a great twist. I thought, bravo, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how did, did, you finally got to see the, uh, what was it called? Um, the, basically the zombie episode. I think so. Yeah, with the wasp. I uh, might have uh, still missed it. I don't know. Oh, I might oh, not have seen I, it. That's, that is such a great episode. If you want to know how the turtles would handle dealing with a zombie... Okay. That's it's called uh, something like pa- Passatoria or Pestator something like that. It has a weird name. Okay. But it's like the episode right bes- before the season finale. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, there's one more thing I'm gonna I want to talk about, but then I think I gotta wrap it up. Yep. Because we'll, we're gonna be going for the Breaking Bad finale. So. Um. I, I mentioned a while ago, uh, I think we talked about it once or twice, but the, the new Batman toys that are coming out, um, the four-inch ones that we were really excited about. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, they were supposed to be coming out in the spring of next year, which, whatever, okay. But a couple of the um, action figure websites, like the ones that sell toys and collectibles and stuff like Entertainment Earth and Big Bad Toy Store. If anybody's a collector, they're pretty familiar with them. Um, they put up listings saying they're coming out in January, Ooh. which is much sooner than you know March or April. Um, really excited about that. I hope that's the case. And usually, um, if they put up a month, a specific month or whatever, that might mean they'll start coming out even the month before that. So they might be like a Christmas time thing, which it makes me even more excited. So I just wanted to tell you that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you kidding? I've, every time there's a picture posted, I always check it out. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, start getting the visions in my head of, ooh, got to get that one. Ooh, got to yep. get that one. Yep. So that's that's pretty much it. Oh, I guess one more thing. Um, <laughs> if this episode uh, comes out before the end of this week, we are playing, the Daymen are playing a show October 4th at the Keys in Scranton. So if anybody wants to come out and hear some, some indie rock music. That's Friday. This Friday. Nice. Well, I'll do my best and try and get this out. <laughs> if this comes out after the 4th, then you just missed us. <laughs> Thanks for being there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, what song uh, do you want to have play? It's your turn. I'm gonna pick uh, a song by Jack White. It's a it's a recent song um, called "Love Interruption." Okay. You're probably familiar with it. You've probably heard it a little bit at least. Um, it's a good tune. I like Jack White, and I haven't picked any of his stuff yet. And uh, it was actually the song um, in the trailer for Flesh Eaters. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, hey, there's some cross promotion right there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, then we will talk to everybody next time. Uh, keep the emails, the art, and the questions coming. Yes. And check out the Daymen. Look for them on Facebook and Harmony Constant. And yep. look for us on Twitter, too. Yep. All right. Catch you guys later. See you, everybody. Inside me and twist it all around. I want love to grab my fingers gently, slam them in a doorway, put my face into the ground. I want love to murder my own mother and take her off to somewhere like hell or up above. And I want love to change. 
friends to enemies Change my friends to enemies Show me how it's all my fault Right up and bite me, grab a hold of me and fight me, leave me dying on the ground. And I want love to spit my mouth wide open and cover up my ears and never let me hear a sound. I want love to forget that you offended me or how you had defended me when everybody told me down. Change my friends to enemies Show me how it's all my fault